When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Kenzie. I'm Jamie. And this is the Codependent Podcast. Welcome back for another week. Another week in the books. Another week where we get to talk to you guys for an hour. Yes. We are back from Bakersfield, which was so fun. Jamie, what did you think of Bakersfield? It was fun. It was not what I thought it was going to be, but it was bigger than I thought. It was so much bigger than I thought it was going to be. But it was good. I feel like we didn't really explore that long because then we went to Disney. We went to Disney. It was so much fun. Disney was a blast. I am so glad we like went out of our way. We were going to stay in Bakersfield for two nights and then we got there and we like were online at like midnight on Thursday night and Disney tickets opened up for Friday and our mom really, really wanted to go, but we had tickets for Sunday. So we're like, if we can get Friday tickets, we'll go with you. And like midnight, they opened up. So we're like, I guess we're going to Disney. So we did Disney for two days. Luckily, we brought two Disney outfits, like just so we could have options. Yeah, which was actually really lucky. And our mom got to come with us, which was so fun. It was fun. She could help with the girls. And I wish she could come on every vacation. I could just take my mom so that she could watch my kids. I know. But it was really fun. The girls loved Disney. We did Disney with Pierce when he was like two months old, but... This was so much more fun to have like the one-on-one. Just the older girls. Yes. And I feel like they don't get a lot of one-on-one time. No. It was so good. I'm such a Disney mom now. I hate it. Oh, I know. You guys, somebody called me out on my Instagram the other day when I was at Disney and they were like, remember like a year ago when you said you'd never take your kids to Disney? And I've been like three times. And now I'm like, I could go next weekend. And I see the cute like Disney stuff and I like want to buy everything. I know. I saw somebody today post like a cute little Disney bikini and I I was like, I would buy that because it's so cute. Like, why would I buy that? I know. I'm like, I hate that. I think that's cute. But it is. Because I like walk past Mickey Mouse and princess clothes and I'm like, but now I would buy it. (laughs) But now I would. Now that's me. And I see like the cute boy Disney stuff and Pierce didn't come. So I like wanted to buy him. Oh, that's me too. I see the baby Disney and I'm like, gosh. Oh, and those girls suckered us into buying them so many toys. Oh my gosh. We're like, okay, $20. And we're like, "Eh, it's only $35. It's It's $15 more. Jamie is quite the foodie. She had like a full list of food that she wanted to eat at Disney. I know. I didn't even get half of it. So I'm saving it for next time. But We did have those tacos. Oh my gosh. The coquina... Chukamongo. <laughs> Something along those lines. Those are so good. They're the best tacos I've ever had in my life. I will drive to California Adventure just for those and buy a Disney ticket just to go eat there. <laughs> I will say last time we went to Disney, we did Disney and then halfway through the day, we were like, we're over this. Let's go get a park hopper and go to California Adventure. 
and it was DJ and we loved California Adventure. We thought that that was so much more fun than Disney. But this time I really truly felt like Disney was better. I agree. Like because it was like more like more rides were shut down when you went. So I think so. And this time, yeah, Payson was short. I mean, not even Navy could ride all of them. Yeah, but, like, but Navy I, could probably ride a couple more than Payson. She but, could ride more at Disney for sure. Yeah, but Payson could ride like all of them at Disney. All of them. Besides like the roller coasters. Yeah, but, but yeah. I was a little like thrown because I thought for sure. California would be better. Better. So I'm super glad we did both days. Me too. But the recovery from Disney is rough. This week has been exhausting. This week we've both been just dragging. Every single night this week we're like, okay, tonight we're going to record the podcast. Okay, tonight we're going to record the podcast. And we're like, we're too tired. We're so exhausted. It takes it out of you. So it's good to be home for a minute because we went to Utah and then we went straight to Disneyland the next weekend. So now we're home for two weekends. Yes. And then we go to Mexico. <laughs> yeah, so we're we're everywhere. But yeah, it's been like a fun season, but it's been nice to just like every chill. time once we like start recording, I'm like, okay, I'm good. It's just getting getting oh, there. Oh, yeah. It's always a prep because we love to have you guys be super involved in it. Like we love that. We love to have ask questions. We love to get all your guys' tips and what you guys want to hear. That's just important to us because we want us to feel like we're your friends and, yeah, and we're it's just chatting. To, yeah, and it's supposed to be more like a community base it than is. just listening to just me and Jamie talk. And I think it's also important because me and Jamie have a decent amount of like the same views. Yes. So by getting your guys' input, it helps like... Branch out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it helps widen our views and be able to see it from a different standpoint. So we've just pre- been prepping for this week's episode every day and now we're finally doing it. So... Yes, we get to talk about birth and birth stories. But before we do that, oh. we wanted to play a fun game this week on the podcast because we've been thinking about this for a while and we've seen a couple other podcasts do this and we thought it'd be really fun. So we want to do leaving a review. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so Jamie was so confused when I was talking about that for a minute. We've been talking about this for I weeks. I know. I know. I was like, okay, where is this going? Yeah. We want to do a fun review game. Um, so if you guys leave us a review... Every single week, we're going to ask a question on the podcast, and we want you to answer the question in our review in our like review section of Apple, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you listen to our podcast. We'll pick a different platform every week um, and just answer the question in the review section, and we'll pick someone, and we're going to do um, some of our favorite things in a box every single week. So we'll send you a codependent podcast sweatshirt, like some swag, um, like our favorite lipstick, our favorite hair products, our favorite baby products. We'll just send you. We're going to just do random stuff that we love and it's us. So that way it gives us a little bit more of an interaction with you guys and to kind of say thank you for leaving reviews because that is so important to us. It is. And downloading and all of that is just, it's huge. So, so let's start with this week. Yes. So this week we're going to do, we want you guys to leave us a review. And in the review, the question that we're asking is, we want you guys to tell us a day in the life as a mom in only emojis. So mine would be like person sleeping with like the Z's and then like waking up, eating, having breakfast, makeup, getting ready and then going to the gym. So like workout, yep. come home, have like the babies sleeping, sleeping somehow, making food, cleaning up, going to Working. work. Yeah. So all the different things. Um, just show us the day in the life as a mom through emojis and we'll pick our favorite one to yeah. send a little swag bag yes, to. I think we'll pick two. Two. Yeah, Perfect. We'll, we'll pick, pick two because we can do one on like different platforms. Yeah. I think that's good. So yeah. So we're excited about that and we want to do, we're going to do like a different question every week. So do that. 
and we will go and check because we're really excited. Yeah. That'll be so, really fun. That'll be and fun. then we're going to read it too on the podcast. Yeah. So we'll read so. you if you're the winner. Yeah. I think it'll be a really fun way to connect with you guys yeah, more, more than just like good messages, which obviously we love that too, but. Okay. Well, let's get started with this week's episode. We are talking all about birth. Um, our birth stories, what went good, what went bad. Um, tip, good, yeah. yeah. Tips, tricks, um, things you need, things you don't need. Just kind of all around birth. I was like so nervous that we wouldn't have enough to talk about just between our own birth stories, but I think we definitely do. And once we got your guys' input, we got even more things. We got a lot of great birth stories and a lot of really traumatic birth stories, which were really hard to read. They were really hard to read. So we're not going to read all of those because a lot of people message us and they're like, please have this be good. I'm giving birth in two weeks. So we're like, okay, we I'm can't. Like, I don't want to scare you because that would have terrified me yeah, as a first time mom. Same. So anyway, there's some good ones, bad ones, all in between. So but. let's chat about it. Jamie, give us your rundown about giving birth to Navy. Navy is four years old now. So yes. Tell oh us gosh. all about giving birth to Navy. I like, was there. So let's start with that. Yes. It feels like forever ago, but it really wasn't. Um, I was one of those moms. I was, I was literally terrified to give birth. I remember just being like, I want to get pregnant. I want to be a mom, but giving birth, do not want to do it. Um, anyway, so I, I think it's my personality too, but I like planned, I researched, I thought about it every single day. The second I found out I was pregnant, I was reading blogs. I bought like six different books about giving birth, different techniques to do. I was watching YouTube videos about birth. I did like all the birthing classes, the breastfeeding classes. I did it all because I just needed all the information. For you, I feel like knowledge is power. Exactly. I needed all of the information I could possibly have and then I could take what I wanted from it. And and I read like lots of different books. I read home births, water births. Um, unmedicated births. I read all of them because I wanted, I really did want like a full range of, of everything in people's experiences. And anyway, so I found the OB I liked and I went to him and my pregnancy was good. And so leading up to giving birth, I went in around like 37 weeks, I think is when they did their first check. And I was at a two dilated and then 38 weeks, I was at like a two and a half. Anyway, by the time I was 40 weeks, I was at a three centimeter dilated, which I was so happy about because my body was doing something that I didn't really know. Yeah. Like I couldn't feel it doing that. So that was kind of cool. And then I'm like, okay, awesome. I'm like going to give birth. And then Navy didn't come till 41 weeks. So I was a week late and they, I, they also told you that Navy was going to be lucky if she was five pounds. Yeah. They, when I was, I was getting like fetal measurements and weights and they thought that she was really small, which surprised me because I was pretty like big pregnant. Like my belly was big. So I was a little surprised by that, but I had no idea like yeah. anything. So I was like, okay. Like they're like, yeah, she's just measuring really little, like it's okay though. So I was kind of nervous going into that, just hoping that like she'd be healthy and good and everything else was checking out to be good. But anyway, so I chose to get induced at 41 weeks, which is what my uh, OB recommended because that's like, what's his recommendation as for as long as he wanted to go over. And, um, I'm glad I did because Navy was seven pounds, 10 ounces. She was not a little baby by any means. <laughs> the first thing the doctor said when Navy came out was, wow, she's a big baby. Yeah, like, wow, this ain't no small baby. <laughs> she was like the perfect, such a perfect size baby. Um, and so I went in there, I, they started me on the Pitocin and he broke my water probably 30 to 45 minutes after he started the Pitocin just to get things going. 
I was dilating very quickly. Do you remember me texting you and mom? Because yeah, we had and my mom even, were on a plane yeah. to come. And I really, really wanted them in the room. Like, when we took off, you were at a nine. Yeah. And that was, I mean, that's an hour and a half flight. And I was just... At a 30-minute drive. Yes. And my nurses, like, honestly, if you are listening and you're, <laughs> and you're a labor and delivery nurse, I freaking love you. Because... A nurse makes or breaks your birth experience. Oh, 100%. I agree with that. I absolutely loved my nurses. They were amazing. They were so attentive. I was so nervous and they knew it. Um, And I went in there having a plan, but I was very flexible with my plan. We can talk about that later too. But um, they were just so like nice and they asked me if I had a birth plan and I had told them like a couple things that I wanted and I wasn't like super strict on anything, but I did like want a couple certain things, the things I asked for, like I wanted them to do delayed cord cutting and I wanted like skin to skin immediately after. Cause sometimes they'll like take the baby and wash it or whatever. But they were like, we already do that. And I think that's a common practice that they do a lot more yeah, nowadays. I agree. But as I was like reading and researching, that was something that stuck out to me. I was, I was like, okay, I want like my baby right away. And so, so I asked her when we were on the plane. Yes. Mom was like, okay, let's just like stop at our hotel room and like drop our bags. Our mom is so, she doesn't like medical stuff. No, she like passes out at the dentist. Yes. And so she was like, I don't want to be there, but I I was like, I need you guys there. And I was like running because I was like, I I I don't want to miss this. And it was an hour and a half flight. She was at a nine. We drove 30 minutes into Rexburg. Yeah. And we got to the the hospital and you were still in labor. Yeah. So I guess I'm kind of jumping all over the place, but so I went to the hospital. They started me on Pitocin. They broke my water and I asked the doctor, I said, when will I start feeling contractions? And he laughed at me. He's like, 15 minutes on the dot, <laughs> literally 15 oh my minutes gosh. on the dot. I started feeling contractions. He just like thought that for me, I guess. And I said, when do you think my baby will be born? He said five o'clock, maybe it was born at five ten. <laughs> like he just, it was so funny. He just estimated and he was like right on. But anyway, so around, and I knew I wanted to get an epidural. That was something that I decided I wanted. So as my contractions were increasing, I, I held off for quite a while because I wanted to like feel it. I wanted my body to progress. I didn't know like how I'd be comfortable um, you were so nervous about your epidural. Too. I was terrified of getting an epidural. You saw the needle in your birthing class and you were like, no. that, that wasn't even what scared me. It was just like all the side effects, like yeah. the spinal headache. You like, were always, you were so nervous. That scared me so bad, but I like also knew I wanted one. So it was, I don't know, it was really hard, but I did decide on it. And my nurse anesthetist who did it was amazing. Um, it went really well, but I did get an epidural and it kicked in and it was amazing. I did not feel <laughs> a single thing. I did not feel a single contraction. I was comfortable. I never took a nap because that's, I, I'm too anxious. That's not my personality. You would not. I could not take a nap, especially my first time with Rossi. I could have, but anyway, so I was feeling great and she, the nurse would come in every, you know, 30 minutes ish and check on me and check me and make sure. And I was dilating really good. Like you said, I was at a nine and I was like holding maybe in until you guys got there because she was like, you're at a nine. And it had only been from start to finish from the time I got to the hospital to the time Navy was born. It was seven hours total. That's so fast for your first fast for a first time labor and delivery. And I was induced. It was great. And so you guys walked in the room and I'm pretty sure right when you walked in, he was like, let's push. We took like a few photos of you and Justin. Yes. And then, yeah, then the nurses came in and like, they were like, we're going to do a practice push. Yes. She was like, let's do a practice push just to like, so that you know, like the pushing technique and all of that. Um, and I then s- there was Navy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I started the practice push and she's like, oh, stop, stop. Let me grab the doctor. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. It's time to push. It's okay. Anyway, so I pushed her. I pushed for 10 minutes. May, if that. 10 to 15 minutes, like three contractions worth. And I was down at Jamie's feet. 
And, and I moved up real fast. <laughs> You're like, ah, baby's coming out of there. Nope. Um, Nobody yeah. warned me. It was like literally everybody rushed in and then it was time to have a baby. And I was like, I, well, I can't sit here. And the craziest thing is like I was I was on the bed and it was funny because the doctor could tell I was so tense and nervous. He's He like made everyone stop. He's like, okay, everyone stop. And he looked at me. He's like, wiggle your toes. And I was like, what? And so I wiggled my toes. He's like, calm down. You're, you're okay. It's okay. That's so Like, sweet. let's do this. You're fine. And I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. I'm good. But there was, on that day, there was a nurse that was her first day. Do you remember that? No. Oh my, yes. He yelled at her. He yelled at her during my birth. It was her first day. I feel so bad. But he was trying to monitor Navy's heart rate as she was coming out and like uh, push the little monitor down as she was coming out. And the nurse was not getting it on the right spot. You couldn't hear a heartbeat. And to him, it's like, there's no heartbeat. Like, this is traumatic. Like, this is, like, going to be bad. So, yeah. like, the doctor has to make sure he can hear that. And he, like, stopped everyone. And he's like, look at me right now. Like, get that heart rate on the right spot. And she was like, yes, sir. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. It's your first day. I'm that sorry. But- it was, like, it was the helper nurse. It wasn't my, like, nurse nurse. But anyway, that was just kind of, like, a funny little thing that happened. And... Anyway, Navy was here, and I remember she came out. Her, like, arm came out. Not first, but, like... It, like, flopped her out. Her arm, like, flopped out. I remember feeling it. I was like, what was that? I remember <laughs> and, watching that. But I could not feel anything. Like, I could feel pressure, and that was it. That you got a just, good epidural. I, my epidural was fantastic for Navy. And she came out, and he said that it was not a big baby, or a big baby, not a small baby. And they put her on me, and then I was like, did I tear? Because I was like, I have to know you right away. You were terrified. And he's like... You, tear, you tore a little bit, but don't worry. I went to tear and repair school. Oh, he was so sweet. <laughs> he was so cute. I remember him like it was yesterday. And so he stitched me up. I had a, I had like a first degree, like maybe. Yeah. Like it was really small. I had, I think I had like just a couple stitches. And yeah, that was my, that was my birth with Navy. We'll go into all the postpartum later. Yeah, but definitely. That was my birth with Navy and Kenzie was there and that was her expectation. Yeah. <laughs> didn't happen. So tell me about yours. <laughs> so yeah, I saw that birth. That was the first birth I've ever experienced or seen. And me and Jamie are polar opposites when it came to prepping. <laughs> Jamie's knowledge is power. And I was like... Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. I didn't want to know. I didn't want to see. I felt like I had seen Jamie's and that was like kind of enough for me. And I also knew like whatever questions I had, I'd go ask Jamie. Like of course. I always felt like if I had a question, I'd come straight to you and ask you and you would help me. Oh, but yeah. I just didn't want to go in with any expectations whatsoever. Yeah. I just went into the hospital and I had my baby yes. and I didn't write a birth plan, like nothing. I just wanted to just go in with a very open mind. Yeah. And looking back, I'm like, oh, I'm really glad I did that. Well, you, so you got induced. I got induced. Yes. So around 38 weeks, I started having some really bad cramping. And so I went into my OB's office and again, Jamie found our OB. I was just like, oh, I know Jamie did a ton of research. So I'll just go to wherever she went. And I did. I went to one. I didn't like him. I went to the next one. Yeah. I like. So I'm like, I knew, nope. <laughs> I knew that Jamie did the research for me. So I just went wherever she went and I loved that OB's office. So I went in at 38 weeks and they did a non-stress test and a BPP and a non-stress test basically checks out their heart rate and the patterns of their heart rate. And Payson had failed her non-stress test. So they took us into a BPP, which means an ultrasound where they check for 
I don't remember the number, but they checked for like five to seven like different markers and they want to see all these markers and Payson wasn't taking her what they're called practice breaths. It's basically like they're breathing in amniotic fluid. Yeah. yeah. So we went in for a BPP and that is where they check as in an ultrasound. Um, I don't know what it is, but it's like five to seven or something different markers and they want to make sure your baby's doing all of them. And Payson wasn't taking her practice breaths, which is... Yeah, they're just breathing in like amniotic fluid, making sure that their lungs are yeah. going to function out. And so like right when they are born, they can like, you know, take a breath and she didn't take hers. And so they sent me straight up to the hospital. I was monitored overnight. I did the non-stress and the BPP that next morning and everything checked out. Everything was great. So I went back into the doctor's office at my 39 week appointment and I did the same thing, did a non-stress and a BPP and she had failed both of them again. The doctor thinks what had happened was that she was holding her umbilical cord and squeezing it. And that was where the like spikes and the drops of her heart rates were coming um, on her non-stress test. And so they were like, we don't want to risk it. Let's get you scheduled for an induction this week. And so I was scheduled for my induction. I was 39 in like four days or something around Mm -hmm. there. Um, And it's funny because my mom said, I cannot be there on April 8th. That is the only day I cannot come to Idaho. I cannot be there on April 8th. And that was my induction date. So (laughs) like, sorry, jokes on you, mom. Um, She made it. She still came. So anyway, so I go in the hospital um, and I went in overnight. I went in at night and they did a Foley balloon, which... If you've had a good experience, I'm very happy for you, but it was hell. Everybody told me, and I had specifically told my doctor, do not do a Foley balloon. I have heard. And I don't want to scare anybody if you, if like. That's you your choice. have to get one, but personally, I would recommend not doing it. It was so bad. It was literally so bad. It hurt so bad. And I was already dilated to a two and it falls out at a three. Yes. So I only had to dilate one more one. centimeter and yes. it still was agonizing pain. And so overnight I didn't sleep at all. It was horrible. It's like make, what it is, is it goes up into your uterus and then they, it's like a flattened balloon and then went to your cervix and then they expand it Yeah, so that your cervix, it like makes you die. Yeah. And then once you're at a three, it it falls falls out. out. And so I hit a three, fell out. Thank goodness. They started me on Pitocin. Um, I was dilating. Okay. Um, and then I like got so sick. Well, when did you get your epidural? I don't remember. You, you got it like we, you had got it before we even came. Yeah. So I think I got it like sometime in the middle of the night. Yeah. So I got my epidural and I think the epidural was what made me sick. I was like throwing up my entire labor. It was so bad. I was so itchy, which I feel the nurse told me a lot of people are allergic to the epidural and I, that happened with Pierce too. But with Payson, I was so sick. I was throwing up. I was in so much pain. And it just, like wasn't, I remember coming in and you're like so uncomfortable and I was like, is it like not working? Like, so I think I, I had back labor. Thing. Yeah. yeah. So now looking back, I'm like, I for sure had back labor. Yes. Um, the epidural. Yeah, Cause you kept wanting a pillow. Yeah. Like, it was not comfortable. I just from the start of this birth, it was not great. So finally I hit a 10, yes. which I was so happy about. And it was, it was a while. Yeah. It was a while. I mean, it was overnight. Yes. I see you guys. I seriously. I don't remember all the details because I just blocked it out of my life because it was so traumatizing. So I get into my tent. I was at a 10 and I start pushing and... And it was weird because when you started pushing, like when I did, it was like a practice push and then doctor came in. It was like, she was like, do a put, like, let's start pushing. And no doctor came in. Mm -hmm. Like it was just the one nurse. And we tried like 15 different positions. It was so weird. Like I was like, wait, where's the doctor? Like, and I mean, you probably felt that too. No, I, yeah, I was was so scared. And he was in the middle of a C-section. Yes. But she was like, you're fine. You're fine. Like he'll get here. 
I was so nervous. Yes. But she had me like have a peanut in between my legs. I tried laboring like that and I could fully move my body. Like my epidural. I was shocked that you could. I could move my legs like a hundred percent. And so I kept like cranking up my epidural, trying to get it to work better. And I was laboring in every position possible. I, I was like, I was trying to push. It was just, it was not happening. So finally a doctor comes in and. This is after. This is after like an hour. This is. Even more, maybe. Yeah. You pushed for... I pushed for four hours total. Yeah. So this was probably after three hours. So the doctor comes in. And it was just push after push. And, and every single time I pushed... was so mad. Every time I pushed, they were like, it's happening. It's happening. She's here. And every time I just got so excited and no baby was there. And so no. I finally was like, stop. You, you guys so need to mad. stop saying that unless her head is popping out of me. Yeah. Do not say that. Because we could see her. I mean, I was there. We could see her come out. And then as soon as Kenzie would stop pushing, she'd like suck come right back, back in. in. Yeah. She was sunny side up, which we found that out when she was born that she had flipped. I don't know when she had flipped. I don't know when that was, but she was sunny side up. And so that means the baby is normally, their face is towards the ground. So normally yeah. that is how if they're supposed to. you're on your back. To, yeah. yeah. If, yeah, if you're on your back, they're supposed to come out head facing down, face facing down. Um, Payson was face up. So her like giant forehead, which Payson's always been the 99th percentile for her head. So she has a giant <laughs> freaking head. And so I was trying to push her out. She was stuck in the birth canal for so long. They, the and doc- you were just pushing and I was pushing. pushing. My pushing. eyes were closed. I'm not. Dramatic. You were like, like two done. hours. I was done. done. I, I like think about it now and I'm like, I like get so emotional because it was like it was traumatizing oh my gosh it was it was was so scary because every single push I thought she was gonna be here and then she wasn't and then every single time I did that it was like somebody had punched me in the face like I'm working so hard and like giving birth is literally like running a marathon oh my gosh you're not physically running but you're just pushing with like everything you have and it is it was it was so long it was so many pushes so finally the doctor looked at me and he was like if you can't get her out in this next push, we have to prep for a C-section. Yeah. He's like, we'll, we'll try a vacuum and then we'll try a C-section. Like he's like, we got to get her out because she has been stuck in this birth canal for way too for long. So long. And so that scared the living crap out of me because I didn't research anything. I had nothing. I had ice diapers at home for like giving birth vaginally. I'd also like probably already torn at this point. And oh, so yeah. I was like, I'm going to get ripped open on both ends. Like I just couldn't even mentally handle that and so finally he said that and I just like literally pushed with all your might with all I could like there was I had like this is the last this is the last time I can push so finally I pushed and she was out and it was amazing and her head was a cone and it was awful and she she, had a big old like gash she had a gash on her head it was stuck on Kenzie's pelvis so she kept turning her head and she just kept smacking yeah she had literally a scar on her head until she was like two yeah like it was on the top of her head you could still see it yeah because it was like this little white spot yeah and so she had that and (laughs) this is so horrible but I remember looking at Jamie and being like is she going to look like this forever? That was like the first thing you said. You're like, what? I was, what happened? She looked so bad. She just, she looked traumatic. Like her head, we like laugh now, but we like, it looked like a staircase. It was so it bad. Was stuck. Like a baby should not come out on their forehead. And so the biggest part of her head's trying to come out. And so it was so the other bad. part of her head, like, oh, it was crazy. So, and I remember the doctor looking over yep. at me and like, I was like, is that like, I could like see it completely. You, you completely tear and he was like he nodded his head yes and I was like I'm sorry it was so bad 
So I had a fourth degree tear, which is a tear from... There's degrees one to four, so... So, so that tells you where it was. <laughs> and it was internal and external. So I ripped from... Top to bottom. From top to bottom. I had literally one hole. TMI. Hope there's no boys listening. <laughs> but we're all friends here. Um, so I tore all the way through. It took him an hour to stitch me. And when he got done stitching, the very last stitch, he went to tie it off. And it disintegrated. It just... There was nothing to hold. There was no... Sorry, this is so TMI. We're getting real close. But there was nothing to hold it. There was... He wasn't stitching anything together. No. And so I looked down and there's this giant trash bag. Like a black garbage bag. It was... It's a clear, like, probably put together four or five gallon Ziploc bags. Of blood. Of blood. I had lost so much blood. Just... You were... Yeah. It was terrifying. Yep. So he finally gets me stitched up, which took probably two and a half hours of me sitting in this room with like 18 and also, nurses. Luckily he lied to cane you, but like, yeah, no epidural. my epidural wasn't working. So it was pretty traumatizing. And I remember like they set pacing on me and like, I like took a breath and then I literally was like, okay, is someone going to take her? Like, like so, do you need to weigh her? Like somebody take her from me. Like Jamie, you want to hold her? And it was so weird. I was like, no, no. Like, like, hold your baby. This is your baby. Like, but it was so... I don't want to hold her. It was so hard. I was just exhausted. I was at the point where I just, like, I, like, couldn't function. I was... It was so exhausting. It was so traumatizing. And I, like, look back now, especially after giving birth to my second, and I'm like, holy crap. Like, I just, like, didn't even feel a huge connection. Like, she's my baby, and I love her, and I'm so happy she's here but I was also just happy that labor was done with. Like that was more my joy than my actual physical child, which like sounds you just grew for nine months. Yeah. Which sounds horrible, but like it was such a horrible experience and it was nobody's fault. I mean, it literally, my doctor was amazing. Like he, did he so was good. He was amazing. He yeah. stitched me up so great. I've had, I had no issues recovering. We'll talk about postpartum in a little bit, but he was, they were all amazing. It was literally nobody's fault except for the fact that she was sunny side up. And yeah. I've had a lot of people ask me like, it was because you were induced. It's because of this. And I'm like, I just don't think so. Yeah. I just genuinely feel like. Well, and your OB, well, we have the same OB with Rossi and Pierce, but he said that something he thinks probably happened is that they missed that she was sunny side up yeah. from the beginning. Cause he said, it's really rare for babies to randomly flip. Mm-hmm. Like it happens. It for sure happens. Yeah. But he's like, I'm guessing that your baby was probably sunny side up like when she dropped into the like dropped in. And I mean, I haven't recovered from a C-section, so I obviously don't know. But like part of me wishes that I could have went in prepped for a C-section because of like there's so many emotions I feel like surrounding the whole birth. Like it was so it was so hard. And I like and it's crazy because when Navy was born, like, I mean, I cried like a couple tears, just like how happy she was. But yes. when Payson was born, I was bawling like it was the whole room was like the nurses were crying let's go let's go like we yeah. gotta get her out like it was just like crazy yeah and I remember like feeling very peaceful during your birth yeah like I remember being like there was one doctor one nurse and like that was basically it and yep. then in my labor it was like the Rushed. doctor and like 15 nurses and like the room was full and it was just it felt panicked it yeah. felt scary yeah it did. and I think that that like scared you scared me I mean 100% and I am like a pretty laid back person like yeah. I'm pretty like I'm not a super you went into planner. it like yeah oh, it's fine it's fine I'm gonna be fine um but it was so it was so hard and 
again, thank goodness for freaking labor and delivery nurses. They're saints. They're amazing. You weren't supposed to eat anything after my epidural that I had been laboring and pushing for so long. And this sweet nurse (laughs) was like, what do you need? What can I get you? Please just tell me. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to get motivation. Like what, what can I get you? And I was like, I just want a Dr. Pepper. (laughs) She's like, I'll be right back. And I was like, there's no way she's bringing me a Dr. Pepper right now. She went and got ice chips and soaked them in Dr. Pepper and then drained the Dr. Pepper out and brought me these Dr. Pepper soaked ice chips. And it like got me through. You like, you're like, okay. Okay. Like some sugar. She like listened to me. She did. Like I like, like she just listened to me and she stood by my side and she was just there. And like, that was such a comfort, you know? Yes. And like, it was just, it was amazing to have like such big support. And like my doctor was amazing. My mom was there. Jamie was there. I literally couldn't have done it if they weren't there. So props to everybody giving birth during COVID because I, I, I mean, literally did it. Like I literally yeah. couldn't have done it that but first birth. That birth. So that was Payson's story. Yes. <laughs> did I miss anything? No, no. So literally polar opposite stories. Like, yeah, completely. And I went into it like, and I remember during my labor, I kept saying like, I just wish this was like navies. I just wish this was like navies. I remember navies. you like pushed a couple times. You're like, do I, do I keep going? Like, cause I had seen you push two times and you're like, I'm done. I, yeah. Like I'm actually done. And I remember you kept looking at me and you're like, it's okay. It's just a little different. It's okay. I'm like, it's okay. It's like, okay. and you kept saying that and I kept like, I'm like, don't, it's your birth. Like, and I, I kept, I birth. kept saying that over and over again. And like, cause I was like angry and like, why, like what, why, is, why is this happening? Yes. There was one really cool thing. I can't even say it without crying, but my grandma, do you want to say it? I can't. You say it. I'm going to cry. <laughs> my grandma passed away on April 8th. And that was the day Payson was born. So my mom. It was like her anniversary of her yeah. death. Yeah. It was the anniversary of her death. And my mom kept saying like, grandma's just giving her extra squeezes. Like grandma just doesn't want to let her go. And I think that gave you like a little. Yeah. Because I knew that she wasn't just like. It wasn't just like traumatizing to her. Yes. I was like her spirit. I felt like was still up in heaven and like waiting to just yeah. waiting. I remember my aunt posted when she was born and was like, this day has been so gloomy in the past, but today we have like a ray of sunshine with um, Payson being born. And I remember just. And it has. Yeah. She's just feeling little... like that. So. Yeah. Sorry. I get so emotional. No, it's amazing. It's like. But you find those little things and that's like... Yeah, and mom just kept saying, like, she's just hugging grandma up there. Grandma's just holding her really tight. And, like, I remember being like, okay, like, I have to take her at some... Yes. You know, like... Give her, give her to me I, to get, I have to take her, but, like, at least I knew that she was just being so loved. And my grandma got to spend extra time with her up in heaven. So I know that's, like, a weird, like, spiritual moment of mine. But that is just kind of what powered me through like feeling like it wasn't ever going to end, but yes, it did. And I have Payson and we're all good, but it was really, it, oh, it was, and I don't think I realized how traumatizing it was. No. Cause what did I, yeah. I remember like it was probably two weeks, a week, a week later. No, not even. It was like two days later we we're talking and like, I remember your mother-in-law came and she's like, how was it? Like, how was your birth? And you're like, it was totally good. And me and mom looked at each other like, is she psychotic? I just blocked it. You blocked it out like literally two days later. And me and mom were like, "Uh, it wasn't (laughs) that good. Kenzie, like it's okay. Like you're, you're like, I just, I felt so bad because it could have been worse. 
I it know. could have been an emergency C-section. It could have been a stillborn. Yes. It could have been, it could have been so much worse. And I think a lot of me was like, I don't want to say my birth was traumatizing because there's a lot of other worse experiences and I just yes. felt selfish. I, and and yeah. it's okay. Like, yes, there's always worse. There's always, always worse, but it doesn't mean that yours wasn't bad. Exactly. And, and I think I've kind of come to terms You've come to with terms that. with that and you've realized, but I remember that moment, like me and mom were like, um, <laughs> did, did, were, were you in the delivery room? Because it was not good. <laughs> I don't know how mom did that. I don't know. Honestly, either. she did so good. Honestly, DJ was a freaking champ. He was, he was so supportive. He was, yeah. when he held Payson, oh my gosh, that picture. Oh, I, will I, can, never I like ever forget. I don't, it. I'm getting so emotional. I'm very sorry. This is very, I, and I knew it would be, you knew every yes. time I talk about her birth, I just get very emotional, but yeah, his, picture holding her just literally bawling is my favorite photo yes, ever I love that picture it was it's it was just sweet her birth was very emotional yeah it was, it was. to everybody it was yep. very emotional so that's that yeah let's talk about Rossi yes Rossi was she's a different breed than Navy <laughs> she's my little she's a different breed than any baby she's, I've ever she's met she's my little crazy girl Dude, she is a firecracker she is she's got spunk with Rossi, I went into my doctor's appointment at 36 weeks and I asked him if he would check me and he checked me and I was at a three and a half centimeter dilated. And I was like, oh. I remember calling Kenzie and I like went to the gas station nearby and I was like, Kenzie, what do I do? Like I'm at a three and a half. <laughs> like, and I asked him, I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, well, you you can be walking around at a three and a half till you're 40 weeks or you might give birth tomorrow. Like, yeah, it just, it's hard to tell. And so I was kind of nervous. And then I went in at 37 weeks and he checked me again and I was at a four and a half. And he said, when your water breaks, if it breaks, go immediately to the hospital. Like you are going to have this baby quick because you're dilating quickly. And Navy came fast. Navy came fast. And he had known that birth because obviously it's a different OB from Idaho. It's one I found here in Gilbert who I absolutely loved. And anyway, so he told me that and... So Kenzie and I had plans to get our nails done. And so I was, I had got there before her. I was opening the door and we were on the phone. Um, I was opening the door. Shocker. We were on the phone. We were on the phone. Shocking. Yeah. Uh, I was opening the door to the nail salon and I like, I let go of the door because my water broke. I just, I felt it. And I was like, <gasps> and my water obviously didn't break with me because I was induced. So I did, I had no idea. Like what, luckily what, what, what do packed. I do? <laughs> yeah. But I was like, what do I do? And so I'm like, Kenzie, uh, Kenzie. And she, I wish I could have this recorded. I like wish I wish so I, bad. I wish it I was so that. funny. And she was like, what, what? And I'm like, I think my water just broke. And she was like, no, it didn't. Like you need what? to get your nails done. Like, my nails are so bad. I really need them done. But anyway, my water broke. And I remember like stepping back and I had kind of pushed a little bit to make sure it was actually like my water because I, I had never obviously felt that feeling. And I knew it was, but like, and Rossi was so low. Like I would tell Kenzie, I'm like, I feel when, like when I'm I was gonna walking, drop her. I could. I feel like she was gonna fall out of me. Like I could feel her moving her head, which is like mm, TMI, gross. I know, sorry, but I could like feel her moving her head down there. Like it was weird, and so she was so low. She, I was already 100% of face. She was low stationed. Like they, that means they just drop for you first time moms. <laughs> I didn't even know that meant. Not no. a second time mom. Yeah, that's like just how low they drop in, and so she was really low already. And anyway, so my water broke, and I'm like Kenzie. I can't drive home. Take me, take me home. I was calling Justin on the way home from the nail salon. He wasn't answering. And luckily I was gone. The reason he wasn't answering is because he was scrubbing our house, which like <laughs> he had no idea, but he was, he was like sleeping, mopping. He was cleaning everything. Luckily my bags were already packed. And so we got home. I rushed straight to the hospital. I just stayed and watched Navy. Yeah. You stayed there cause you were going to have her anyway. Yeah. And you kind of just waited for me to tell you what was going on. They made sure my water broke. 
they like took me to triage. They made sure it was the water that actually broke and it was. And so they put me back into labor and delivery and the contractions were pretty steady. And I remember kind of waiting and I asked for my epidural, which in hindsight, I wish I would have asked for it later because I think that the epidural with Rossi really did slow my labor because it just took so much longer than it needed to. So I was dilating great. I got my epidural. I was at like I was at a four and a half, five. No, I was already at a four and a half. So I think I was at like a five and a half. I was yeah. almost at a six. And well, and you were scared to get your epidural too late. I was, and my contractions weren't that bad. So like they were steady, but they weren't that, that like hard yet. And so I wish I would have waited, but I mean, but I the didn't. doctor was like, you're going to have this baby fast. Well, yeah. He was like, you're going to have it quick. And so I was nervous. And so I was like, okay, yeah, I'm ready to get my epidural. And they told me it was going to be 45 minutes and it was 10 minutes. And so like, it just I happened faster. It happened faster than I thought. And so that's something to like prepare for, but Anyway, so they came in, I got my epidural and same thing. Like the epidural worked great at first, probably two hours in, I started to feel everything on one side and I had called the nurse and I'm like, I feel everything like, and at this point they had come in and checked me and I was still at a six. Like I was not progressing like at all. And so she's like, let's move, like, let's move your body. Cause the epidural works with gravity. And so I turned to the side, I wasn't feeling it. And so it could pull some of the medicine over to that side and it was just still not working. And I was at a six and I was at a six and I was at a six. Like every time they came in, I was at a six and it was just, it was frustrating because in my mind, the doctor told me I was going to have the baby quick. Well, and also it's frustrating because you, because it was COVID, you could only have a visitor from like 8 a.m. to 6 6 p.m. And Kat wanted to be in one of our labors so So bad freaking bad and so she came she was like she waited the entire day videography like she because you went in at 11 so she was there from 11 to 6 she was there like the entire time and seriously I was just stuck at a 6 forever it was so frustrating and the the doctor kept calling my nurse and like she has a little speaker I could hear it and he's like how's she doing turn up the Pitocin like because they started Pitocin as well just to like help me go because I was not dilating any more than a 6 and Finally, it was a nurse, like Kat had to leave. It was a nurse sh- shift change. And this time she was like, I could maybe call you a six and a half. And they called it like nurse fail, meaning like you don't have the baby within their shift. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, so uh, they had like the shift change and my new nurse came in and I was like, I've been at a six and a half literally forever. And she checked me, she's like, you're at a seven. And I was like, yay, <laughs> yay. Like that's nothing. And so she's like, you know what? And by this time, my epidural was gone. I could feel everything. Like I was feeling every contraction and I was just over it. I'm like, I just want to have this freaking baby. And so I, she was like, you know what? Let's sit you up because I got low blood pressure from my epidural. So I always have to lay down flat when I have my epidural. And it happened with Navy too, just how my body reacts to it. And so anyway, they sat me up and I went from a seven to 10. I'm not joking within five minutes. Like it was, she so just, fast. She, her head just wasn't in the right position to put pressure on my cervix for it to dilate. And so as soon as I sat up, it put her in a different position. And she's like, let me know if you feel pressure. And immediately I'm like, can you check me? And she's like, yeah, you're at a 10. I'm like, it was literally five minutes, like <laughs> nothing. And I'm like, oh, if I would have done that three hours ago. Yep. And so I went in at 11. Hope, like I was like, oh, I'll probably have her by two or three. Oh yeah. At, she was born at eight. 31 PM. Yeah. So it was, it was long. It wasn't, I don't want to complain because I know that's not that long yes. for a lot of moms. I think it was just your mindset. Cause the doctor said my mindset was like, I'm well, going to have also, her in like two hours because she's low. She's stationed. I'm a face. I'm done. Like I'm ready. Yeah. And like, also you were on the way home from your nails and I'm like, we should stop and get food. You're like, no, the doctor told me to run. <sighs> so you had not eaten. I had not eaten that morning yet. Yeah. You were and so hungry. I was starving and I didn't eat before my epidural because I just was, I didn't, I was preoccupied and 
So I was starving. Luckily, labor and delivery and her shout out again. I love you guys. She got <laughs> me like some little graham crackers with some peanut butter just to give me some protein and a little bit of sugar. And she's like, this is all you can have. I'm sorry. And I was like, literally, I'll take anything right now. Yeah, like, I will take anything. And so I ate it and it helped me. And I pushed with Rossi one time. And she was gone. There done. she was. Luckily, so I will say I'm so grateful. My pushing is quick. My babies come out quick. And it you was, didn't tear at all? I didn't tear at all. I don't, I think, I don't even think I got a stitch with Rossi. Yeah, that's nice. Maybe, maybe one. Yeah. I think I, I think I got two stitches. Yeah. But I did get really bad hemorrhoids. You Sorry, did. TMI, which I had no idea what those were. So I didn't know about that. But anyway, yeah, that was Rossi's birth and it was, it was good. I, I love both, but I will say because my epidural wore off, I remember like right before I started pushing, the pain was so bad. And I remember asking the nurse, like, can I please, like, can, <laughs> can we fix this? And she's like, she's like, I'm sorry. She's like, you, you got to get the baby out. She's like, I can't, we can't fix the epidural right oh. now. Like you're ready. You just got to get the baby out and I promise it'll be better. And I was like, okay. And I started crying because I was just like, okay. It just like, hurt. I just, in, well, in my mind, I was like, I'm going to do this with an epidural. Yeah. And so I didn't prepare myself. Women who have unmedicated births, like, you got to prepare. 100%. You, you mentally I prepare yourself. You do hypnobirthing or you do some sort of mantras or yeah. you have a doula, like whatever You're it planned. is, you plan. Like that wasn't in my head or my plan. And so it was hard for me to wrap my head around that I would have to feel everything. And I did. And it was honestly like, I mean, it was painful, but it was amazing. Yeah. Like I could feel every push. I just didn't feel anything with Navy. So it was kind of cool kind to of feel cool. besides contractions, but it was really cool to feel everything. Yeah. I felt pacing come fully out of me. Yeah. And, and it's like fourth it's, degree tearing. So yeah, it's crazy, but it was, it was neat. Like, yeah, I wouldn't change either of my birth stories. Like they were, what they were, they were supposed amazing. to be. Yeah. So what about Pierce? Oh, you guys ready for this? It was the best birth ever. Like <laughs> I was terrified because of my previous birth experience and I just don't even think I was really ready to get pregnant again when I got pregnant because I don't think I'd have like really dealt with everything that happened with Payson's birth, but I was pregnant and went to my new OB here because I was living in Rexburg at the time when I gave birth to Payson. So this is a new OB. And I remember we sat in our console. I went into his office and I literally just started bawling. And I was like, listen, I had a fourth degree tear. I cannot do that again. And he was like, all right, what are we going to do? I'm like, I don't care what you do, but I'm not having a fourth degree tear again. Like I will do a scheduled C-section. I cannot do a fourth degree tear no, again. Like your body couldn't. Yeah. You and be- it, it was a, it was a lot of emotional too. Like it yeah. was, a, it was really emotional for me. And so not even just like the physical nature of it, but like emotionally, I don't think I can handle that again. So went to his office, we talked and I was like, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't care if we have to schedule a C-section right this second, but let's do it. And he was like, I will not let you have a fourth degree tear. He's like, I will put you in a C-section before a fourth degree tear. If you are more comfortable with a C-section, we'll do a C-section. Everybody told me to do a C-section after a fourth degree tear, but I was like, no, I want to try to have this baby vaginally again um and I really really trusted this doctor and he was amazing you guys I literally I can't even tell you he was so awesome he listened to literally every single thing that I said he was like we will not let you tear again like he was taking measurements every single appointment making sure that the baby wasn't too big like he was awesome and so as time was progressing and finishing um he did say the baby's head was measuring pretty big they thought I might have had cholestasis with Pierce yes. and I tested positive for cholestasis and I t- retested twice and my numbers had dropped. So I was like, they were like, Hey, yeah. we're not going to induce you early, yeah. which I kind of wish I, I was like kind of hoping that like, Oh, I hope I have to deliver early. Cause then it's smaller baby, less yeah. chance of tearing. Um, but in hindsight, I'm like, I'm so glad I didn't have cholestasis cause that is scary. Our older sister has it. And that's why I was like nervous that I had it. But, um, 
So at 36 weeks, maybe he checked me and I was dilated like, like a one and a half two, yeah. like yeah. nothing crazy, but like second something. time mom. Yeah. It was yes. something. And so I was like, okay, cool. Like whatever. And we actually had an induction date scheduled. Um, I would have been 38 and a half weeks. Yes. Um, which was when our induction was scheduled. Cause he just really didn't want me to have another tear. He really wanted me to have a smaller baby and whatever. And he just felt really comfortable with it. So 37 weeks rolls around. You got your membrane sweep. I got my membrane sweeps at, seven, at 37 weeks. Yeah. At that appointment. And then 48 hours later, I was at Jamie's house and she was leaving on a trip the next morning at like, what, like 7 a.m.? Literally, yeah. And she was like, you better not have that baby while I'm gone. I'm gone for like three days. You better not have that baby yeah, while like, I'm gone. No. And I was like, Jamie, there is actually no way I'm having this baby. Like, yep. I just didn't feel it. I, I, I don't know. Looking back, I definitely knew I was going to – my body knew I was having a baby yes. that day because I had like 50 work things to do and I like – busted every single one of them out that night like I don't know why I did I don't know what I was feeling but I like my I don't know why I just knew I like needed to finish work stuff it was it was really weird um and then I left Jamie's house at 10 30 I went home and DJ's like you ready for bed I'm like no like put your pants on we're walking we're going on a walk he's like we're not going on a walk right now like that's ridiculous I was like my body needs it like I just I need you're like I I felt antsy I felt antsy I was like I just need to go on a walk and we had walked every single night so I was like I just maybe that was like a routine thing Anyway, we start walking. We literally walked. I'm not being dramatic, like maybe 50 feet. Like it was just like the shortest walk ever. And he's like, you good? I'm like, yeah, I feel much better now. He's like, okay. I'm like, okay. So It was so, he was like, you're so weird. And so I got in bed, laid down at 1130 and my water broke. And I was so freaking confused. You texted me in all caps, my water broke. And then you called me four times. I didn't answer. I was like. You're actually lying. I totally ignored your calls because DJ wasn't packed. Yes. He had put his clothes in the washing machine for the hospital bag. Oh my gosh. And I kept saying like, are you packed? Are you packed? Because I had Rossi at, it was 37 weeks and four days. Yeah. And that's exactly what I was. That was exactly 37 weeks and four days. Yeah. And DJ didn't have his hospital bag packed. I had mine packed. And so... But we, you were like, I'm not going to have this baby on my own. Like you had a feeling that you weren't. I did. In your head. I a hundred percent. Like I'm going to have to get induced. Like I'm yeah. not going to have this I baby. did not even for a second think that. Yeah. So anyways, so we load the car up. We wake Payson up. We took it to my mom's. I told my mom, leave your phone on. I'm going to go into labor. And she was like, no, you're not. Like you're not going to go into labor. She left her phone off. So I had to drive all the way to her house and literally wake her up and be like, um, I'm in labor. Payson's here. <laughs> and uh, she's in the other room. And so my mom like shot up and she's what? And she was so confused. But Anyway, we go to the hospital and go into labor and delivery. She didn't even need to check my water because she watched it TMI come out of me. And she's like, okay, great. Let's just get you back. This is at like min, like one. Yeah. So it's like 1 a.m. We get back and I had the worst contractions. I did not feel these. It was very different than Payson's because Payson's was the fully balloon contractions, which were horrific. Yes. But it was more of like a, like a constant cramping than it yes. was a contraction. Yes. But with Pierce, I felt that like heavy contractions. Yep. And I was like, I'm in so much pain. I went in, I was at a five. Yes. And so went back to labor and delivery, like into the room. And I was like, I need this epidural. Like, I can't believe how soon I need this, but I can't function. Yes. So he came in, he put the epidural in. He was the coolest. My nurse anesthetist was literally the coolest. I loved him. And he did such a good job. And I laid down and she checked me and I was at an eight. And like progressing pretty quickly. And yes. she was like, you're at an eight, but... He hasn't dropped. Like he was like not, he was like at a station. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, he hasn't dropped yet. So I'm not super worried, but it was 3 a.m. at this point. 
And it was like 3.15. I have a video of me and DJ. Um, my nurse was really cool. She was like, you can eat whatever you want with an epidural. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I did. And I was super itchy with my epidural again. And so she put Benadryl through my IV. And she's like, it's 3 a.m. You guys go to sleep. Like, wake me up if you feel pushing. Yes. I was like, okay. So pressure. I turned pressure. Yeah. yeah. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously. And 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And so I turned to my side. She put like a peanut in between my legs, which was great. Epidural was fantastic. It worked. It literally I don't, they couldn't feel her like shoulders. I couldn't feel my yeah. It I, like worked all the way. Her it body. worked all the way up, and I had this Benadryl. It was probably the Benadryl. So good. I was like chilling. I'm like, okay, this is cool. This is a whole different experience. You're like I'm gonna fall asleep. Yeah, and because it was COVID, it was only Kenzie DJ. It was, yeah, it was just us two. So three forty five, three fifty us rolls around, and it was like maybe ten minutes after, and my nurse was in the room. She was like getting stuff together, like she was putting like the baby bed together and whatever. And I was like. I feel the biggest, like, I feel the biggest pressure right now. And she's like, it wouldn't happen that fast, but I'll check you. I was like, okay. And she checked me and I was at a 10 and she literally said, don't sneeze. Like, do not sneeze. Like this baby is going to come out of you. And I was like terrified because my doctor had said to me, the only the way, worst thing. the worst thing that could happen. The only way you're going to have a fourth degree tariff is if I am not there to catch the baby. My nurse is going, it's fine. Me and dad can touch, catch the baby. Like it's going to be fine. And in my head, I'm like, it's not fine. It is not fine. No, I am going to have another fourth degree tariff. He is not here. And I fully believed that in my head. I'm like, yep. that's going to happen. And the shakes are really common when you have your epidural and when you're giving birth, but I got them too. I literally was convulsing. Me too. I was shaking it would scare the crap out of Justin he's like are you like having a seizure and I'm like no I'm just I can't control this my body's shaking and I just start bawling yeah because I'm like I am gonna have to do this again I can't do it like I can't do it like it was so terrifying to me because I it was like all of my emotions from Payson's have like flooded like flooded at one time and then the doctor got there 15 minutes later he walked in at 4 15 and I literally Pierce's birth is at 4 18 I pushed one time one contraction literally right? one single time and he flew out of me like I literally was like that's not him no and it was so healing for me to like experience that because I would I was so I was so scared like when they told yes. me to start pushing I was like I can't do it like, I'm, I'm not like I can't even start pushing because I was so terrified yes and he just was like we've got this let's push and one push one single stitch one single stitch I had 200 stitches in my hoo-ha with Payson. Literally one. One. One single stitch. And I'm like, holy moly. Somebody was looking after me that day because it was like miraculous. And I had so many people tell me, just schedule a C-section. Just schedule a C-section. Like, don't try to go through it. And I'm so, so grateful that I gave my body a chance to like do it again because it was so incredibly healing for me. It was. And Pierce was a little, little peanut. He was six pounds, like what was he 612 610 yeah I don't even know what he was I went we went when we went home he was 67 and that's okay. always what I remember in my yes. head he was this tiny he was teeny he teeny was, tiny and he was DJ he was 
I couldn't hold him. Jamie literally, for the first so month of his weird. life, Jamie would hold him and say, him, I'm like, I can't. Like, I feel like I'm holding DJ in a mini tiny body. It, it was, was so weird. He was DJ. And so Jamie left at 7 a.m. And I, like, begged my nurses, get me into my, my like, postpartum room. I Like, my sisters are coming to the door or the window because we have, like, a ground level. And yes. I remember, like, 7 a.m., and you were there, and it was still dark outside. I was there, but, and, and little Rossy got to meet him. Yeah, and little tiny Ross. They were six weeks apart, and and they're because I remember thinking like, oh, I'm so sad that Rossy's here so early because now the baby's gonna be so far apart. But then I gave birth the we exact both gave same birth time, thirty-seven and four, four days. days, and both of our waters broke, which, which is, is crazy. crazy. So it was it was really cool. and it both happened on nail day. Yeah. I got mine done, and then I went into labor. But Jamie didn't get to I get hers get done. Mine done that day. One of the really cool things that happened with Jamie, Jamie's birth. Well, not cool. I, I think it's cool. But <laughs> after she gave birth, I'm gonna cry. This is so. I'm like so emotional today. But after she gave birth, and we all got to go and like meet Rossi. Yes. Was it? Was it after hours? It had to be. It was yeah. like 11 p.m. Yep. And when me and Kendall and Caitlin came and mom and came and stood outside and Jamie told me that she named Rossi after me. Yeah. I was like, because we, Justin and I like love to keep it the name secret and then tell everybody when the baby's born. But Navy divulged the beans. <laughs> Rossi's name beforehand, which was fine. So we kept her middle name a secret and little Rossi Mac. I literally, Mac you guys, Junior. I can't tell you. I just bawled like a freaking baby. I remember just like, I'm like. It's Rossi. Because you're like, Rossi what? And I'm like, Rossi Mac. And I, you were like, <gasps> I thought for sure her middle name was going to be Lynn. Yeah. Like I could have, I would have put money on it. That, that's what it was. Yeah. So J- and Rossi's named after me, Rossi Mac, because Jamie calls me Mac. For those of you who don't, don't know, my full name is Mackenzie. Yes. Believe Everybody it or not. Mackenzie, but she's Mac. <laughs> when I said she was named after me, I got like hundreds of DMs. Mac isn't your name. I'm like, I'm so confused. It's what Jamie calls me. And also my full name is Mackenzie. But then Pierce is named after our sister Kendall because Kendall has begged, begged, begged for a nephew. Literally we have five, she has five nieces and no nephews. And so (laughs) all she wanted in life was a nephew. And so we knew from day one that his middle name was a boy. Yeah. We knew his middle name was going to be Kendall. And so we kept that a secret and I'm actually surprised we don't call him PK. I called I him PK and Payson called him EK. Like forever. Forever. But we actually don't call him that. But his name is Pierce Kendall. And Kendall was the one that got to come see him. Like in the hospital. In the hospital. The one visitor. Yeah. And yeah. she, I like, I've never seen her cry like that either. She was Aww. so excited. Speak of the devil. She's calling me right now. <laughs> um, but she was really excited. So those two babies were fun because we like named them after our sisters, which was like, Kind of cute that we both did that without being planned. No, because you knew I was going to do Kendall, but yes. I didn't know you were going to do Matt. Yeah, we didn't even know for a long time. We kept going back and forth, but like when I said it and when it was like in my, because I really wanted to say Mac if I had a boy. I wanted to oh, name my boy Mac. Love that like, so much. Just Mac. That was going to be my boy name. But what if I never had a boy and I would never get to use it? Yeah, so would have been like, mad. I'm going to use it when I can. And, and when you is, feel like it's right. When I feel like it's right. And I like said Rossi Mac, and I looked at Justin, and he was like. Oh, he's like, the only reason I don't want to is because Kenzie's going to like take credit for this baby for the rest of its life. I said, I know. And I love it. And so he's like, okay, let's do it. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I remember Justin telling me, he's like, I just like couldn't deny that that was her name. I know. He he's, couldn't. Yeah. He's like, when Jamie said it and I saw her face, like. I was like, Rossi Mac. And I looked at him. I'm like, that's her name, babe. He's like, oh, frick. He's like, okay, it is. <laughs> so those are our birth stories, which took yes. a lot longer than I thought it was going to take. I know, just two. But you guys got all the deets. And it's so fun to relive it. And like, if I, Some didn't, of have, them. If I didn't have to have all the kids, oh, I would give birth 400 times. But I don't want that many kids. 
If I could give birth like pierces, I would do yes. it 500 times. Like I love, 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 love giving birth. Okay. So what was the biggest surprise to you? Because you did a ton of research. So what yes. was the biggest shock to you when you gave birth? Birth, not postpartum, but yes. birth. W- giving birth. Ooh, that's a good question. I feel like the biggest thing was like with Rossi, which EMI, but probably like the placenta delivery. I like had no idea. Like, cause with Navy, I had the epidural so strong. I just, I like had a contraction and the doctor like helped yeah. deliver it. But I like fully felt it with Rossi. And I remember being like, I feel like, like I need to push again. And he's like, yeah, you do. That's the placenta. And I was like, what? but don't you remember Payson's? I do. Because I remember. I remember I gave birth to my placenta right after Payson. I remember being like, that was the best feeling. It was like relieving. To it you. was the most relieving feeling I have ever felt in my life. Like, And when, I was like, what? Like, that's weird. I because remember I like, didn't have that yeah, with Navy. When Payson was born, I was like, there's still something left. Like I, I was convinced yes. that something was left in there. And then he's like, yeah, you got to push. And I pushed and it was a placenta. And I remember feeling so relieved yep. that it was out. Did you feel that with Rossi? I did. It yeah. was like shocking. And I think for me, it surprised me. Everyone's like, you push for like an hour, two hours. It was so quick. But with Navy, it was almost anticlimactic. It, it was like, felt very anticlimactic. Oh, she's, she's here. She's born. Like, and I was so happy because like, oh, that was great. And I remember like, this is so crazy, but I guess this is my little spiritual thing of it is that I remember I knew I was being induced and I, I had to go in that morning at like 5 a.m. I had to call in. And I remember right before I called in, I like said a prayer and I'm like, if this birth does not go good, I can promise you God right now, I will not have another kid. <laughs> like I was like, I'm like, I'm going to warn you because I will not have another kid if this goes bad. Like I was, just, I should have said that. I, Why did I not say should. that? It worked. <laughs> No, but I just remember like, well, I did say that was Pierce. Yes. I said, if this delivery is as bad as Payson's, I'm done. I'm done. I cannot do that again. No. So maybe it does work. So if you're giving birth, just just say a little prayer. (laughs) No, but I did that. And I think it just gave me the comfort. And I'm like, okay, I knew that I was being watched over. Cause like I, my birth went so good that I just, and not that you're not being watched over. Yeah. Thanks. God hates me. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, that was just my little thing that what was, what was surprising to you? Well, honestly, postpartum to me was more shocking than anything. I well, I was, that's what I was gonna say. I definitely think that. I think like the most shocking for me, just I'm talking like kind of in general, but like kind of specific to me, how different it can be. Like yes. it shocked me because I, I mean, I was so naive. I didn't think about births very much. Like when I went in with Payson, like I didn't think our births would be as different as they were, and then I didn't think my birth with Pierce would be as different. I thought I hoped Pierce's was gonna be better, but I thought. Maybe I'll tear a three instead of a four. Like I could do it. I could, I could do, do a, do a three. three. And so I, I just feel like it's so, and it's so hard to talk about giving birth because you just don't know what you're going to go into, like what you're going in for. Like that was shocking to me. Like, because I went in without a ton of knowledge, like, I guess I didn't realize how different it was. Like it's literally different for every person, every different baby. Like everybody's so different. Everyone's so different. Like you can hear our birth stories. You can read birth stories. Like even with me and yours is going to be different because it just is your nurses, your doctor, the hospital you deliver at, everything comes into play. Your spouse or your partner who's ever in there with you as your support. Like, I mean, it's just different for everybody. It's different. Yeah. And your birth plan and yeah, so I think that's something we really wanted to talk about was birth plans because Ugh, throw them out the window. No, I'm just kidding. No, Don't I feel do like that. you can. <laughs> I feel like I love when people say you can. You like you need to have a birth wish list. Oh, I like that instead of a plan because you can have wishes that you want and you can go over it with your nurse, with your doctor. But if you're so hung up on one thing, like we've had friends and family members who yep. have given birth and they're so hung up on 
one specific thing, or they plan so hard in their head that they don't want an epidural. They end up getting an epidural and they feel like they failed, which that literally makes me so mad. Like we're going to go into that next because I'm heated. (laughs) No, but I feel like a wish list is a perfect way to put it. Have things that you want. Like that's what I did with Navy and with Rossi. I said the same things and like they happen because I vocalized it, but I wasn't stuck on like one thing needs to happen. Yeah, and that's why I had a postpart or a labor and delivery nurse message me today. And she was like, the only thing I can tell you is like, if you have a birth plan, you need to be open to it changing. Yes. We're here to, to keep you, you and your baby alive. Yep. We're not here to disobey your, your commands. Like no. it, we're not trying to make you not follow your birth plan, but we have delivered so many babies that like, Sometimes it's okay to be flexible and listen to us. Exactly. And like not have an expectation going in. Mm-hmm. And if I would have had a, had a more expectation with giving birth to Payson, it probably would have been a lot worse. It would have been even harder. I mean, it was hard, but it would have been worse. Yeah, like, completely. And I feel like with Pierce, I went in thinking it was going to be worse. And then I was, was way better. better. And yeah. like, I don't know. It's just, you're, it's so unpredictable. So yeah. having a birth plan is, in, having what you hope to happen is important. You want to like, you Stick want to think to about it, it in yeah, your head and you want to have little wishes, but I think that that being piece of flexible is, is important. Like so great, yeah. So let's talk about unmedicated versus medicated versus natural versus unnatural. I'm sorry, do not ever call it natural versus unnatural. Like that is my biggest pet peeve ever because the way that I give birth is natural to me. You can't tell me that I'm unnatural because I choose to get medicine to help the pain go away. If you don't want to have a medicated birth. Good for you. The term that is proper and that's like you're not offending and degrading someone's birth, which every woman who gives birth is freaking amazing. It doesn't matter how they give birth. They're amazing. Like you can't shame somebody for getting a, like a medicated birth, but that's the term is unmedicated versus, versus medicated. medicated, not natural versus unnatural. I had someone in my DMs today. Sorry if this is you, but they said, they said, Give, give an unmedicated, no, they said natural. They said, give a natural birth a shot. I've done it three times and I feel like a, I feel like superwoman. And like in my head, I'm thinking I'm a freaking superwoman. I gave birth to two babies. I gave birth to two children and had a fourth degree tear. You're telling me I'm not a superwoman. You're telling me I'm not a superwoman. Why, why are we like, why do we do this as women? Why do we degrade one versus another? We all had to push an eight pound thing out of our vaginas. Like, I'm sorry. I don't care if you had an epidural, you don't have an epidural. That is amazing in and of itself. You grew a human being. For nine whole months. I would like to see a man do that. Like never. Never. No, exactly. I so just, I, I hate that. I hate that I, we compare. I had so many responses in my message box saying like, my family pressured me to not get an epidural or like, and I just felt so bad when I had to fault, like give in to one. And I'm like, that BS. is so sad to yeah, me. Yeah, that is so sad. If you choose that and you want to feel pain relief during your, and not that you can't have pain relief in other ways. Like I've heard amazing things about hypnobirthing. I've heard amazing things about hypnobirthing. Like that is something that I would, like if I ever chose to, I, that's something I would try. Me like too. if I decided to do an unmedicated birth, I would definitely go a hypnobirthing route. I do hypnobirth, water birth. Yeah, water birth scares me just a little bit just because like infection and stuff yeah but that's the only way I feel like I'd feel comfort me too like a bathtub and like that's what Bethany did and she like loved it she loved it I know she's like one of those that I'm like she makes me want to have a home birth a little bit yeah but I also am terrified because I would have died you or Payson would have died I lost so much blood yeah I lost so much blood you would have died I literally would have died and you pushing for that long Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I don't think they would have even let me honestly it was so scary but that's what you choose to do yes 
you do you. Yeah. Completely. But let's, but let's like support each other in that. Yeah. Like exactly. instead of comparing natural versus unnatural, that is so. It's degrading. It's so degrading. Like because I choose something different than you doesn't make me like unnatural. my birth is natural to me. That's what feels natural to me. Even a C-section birth. Yeah. That's so, I mean. And some women like, I mean, we have a friend on Instagram who she had a C-section her first and she did not want to do a C-section or she didn't want to do a V-back, which is a vaginal birth after cesarean. She didn't want to do that with her second. And she got a lot of hate because she chose to have a C-section like because she didn't want to. And it's like, why do people shame you for the way that you choose to give birth? Like who and why is that yeah. a thing? Like let's support each other. Like you grew a human, you get that human out how you and your doctor decide is best. Yeah, a hundred percent agree. And like that's what I just think is the most important thing. I will say a lot of people in my like question box when I said like tips for delivery, like first time moms, a lot of them said um, like to do your own research and ask a ton of questions, and that is so important. That was a really big. I mean, that was what almost everybody said was yeah. like. Do your research and ask questions and don't be afraid. Even nurses were replying to us, like ask all the questions. Like that's what they're there for. And I think to go along with that, if you are scared to ask questions, tell your husband beforehand, tell your spouse, tell your partner, whatever it is, tell your spokesperson, have a spokesperson with you that if you can't do it and you're too scared or you feel like you can do it and you're bold enough to do it, but the nurses aren't listening to you still have your support person to help you because if the nurses aren't listening or you have a bad nurse that day or you feel like this is just not the experience that it could be speak up speak up say something like this is your birth this is empowering this is your baby this is your birth you can speak up yeah and it doesn't mean it has to be rude or any in any way shape or form but it's okay to speak up about things that aren't going like And they're there to support you. And I feel like most nurses, especially in labor and delivery, postpartum is a whole nother world we'll talk about, but especially in labor delivery, I feel like every single request that I made during labor, labor and delivery was met to my expectations. I remember I was so hot with Pierce and I was like, I like turned to my labor and delivery nurse and I was like, I am so hot. Like, is there any way we can turn the air conditioning up? She's like, I'll be right back. And I like felt so bad even asking. She comes back with this portable fan. Yep. And she clipped it right onto my hospital bed. And she's like, let me know if this helps. I can go find another one. This is the fan I use at my desk. Yes. And she literally clipped it off of her desk to give to me. It's the same with like, I have no energy. I can't push. They'll bring you like a little snack or something. Like whatever it is. But like they're there to try and make you comfortable. And And it it does suck if you had a bad experience with a nurse. It does. It does. It makes it hard. And like that's why I'm saying labor and delivery nurse can make or break your birth. Oh, 100%. It really can. I had some good labor and delivery nurses. I did not have the best postpartum nurses. I have... Pretty much always had awful postpartum nurses. Let's talk postpartum. Yes. Post, that's what shocked me. Me too. 100%. Postpart, I had no idea. I knew like about the blood. I knew I had everything ready. I, I had it all. Like I was super prepared, but I didn't, I didn't think it would hurt as bad as it did. Like I didn't think that I wouldn't really be able to walk very good. Like I didn't think that holding my baby or like, oh my gosh, the absolute worst thing that happens <laughs> in postpartum is that they come in and they push on your uterus. Literally thought Jamie was being so freaking dramatic. Every single time I a nurse like, walked into her room, cry. she would start crying. And I was like, Jamie, chill. I'm like, it hurts so bad. And then bad. it happened to me and I was like, mm, now I feel hurts. bad for being so rude to Jamie. They like grab your uterus and they push it because they're trying to make sure, number one, that you're not having blood clots. And number two, that it's shrinking. Like they want to make sure that because when you breastfeed also you get contractions, which 
Nobody tells you that. Yeah. What? Who decided you, that was a secret? You start breastfeeding like your baby and your body starts giving, like having contractions because it's releasing the same hormones, which is good. Good. Because it's helping your uterus but it hurts. shrink, but it freaking hurts. So I brought I, a heating pad to the hospital and I'm so freaking glad I did. Yes. I was so, so, so glad I brought a heating pad because that helped with that a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was one of the things that people will recommend. Heads up. Saying. It's worse with the second baby. Yeah. Yep. Your contractions are stronger. They're way worse with the second baby. Like I was shocked. I'm like, these were bad with Navy. I remember breastfeeding Rossi and like hanging onto the bed. Like me too. It hurts so, so much pain. Freaking bad. <laughs> so the bleeding. Yes. The bleeding's a whole thing. One of the other things since we're just talking about things to bring is I love to have adult diapers. Oh like, man. I instead wore... of the big fat pads, which are good too. Like with underwear is fine, but like the diapers are a game changer. I didn't use those with Payson. I didn't either. With and baby. I wish so bad. I, oh my Cause gosh. I bled so much longer yep. and I was in so much more pain with Payson. It's just so much easier than trying to fit a pad and the pad moves. I like, went into the hospital with Pierce with an adult diaper on because yeah. I, my water, water broke, broke and it was just leaking. Oh, I should have done that. I just, my head was not Dude, there. Literally. I, I couldn't stand up. Like no, DJ was trying to pack our stuff and I'm just dripping. No, that's me in the that's car. So I remember gross. I was like holding myself up. I'm like, Jamie, you're seat. fine. I was like, like, no, no. Ew, I don't want my car to get this. Like I had no towel. I had nothing. Yeah. No, I, I had one on walking into the hospital yep. and walking out of the hospital. Yep. The adult diapers. That is like a must. And yeah. the, the Frida, Frida mom Perry bottle. There is actually nothing. The hospital Perry bottle sucks. I'm sorry. It sucks in comparison. If you have $20 to spend. Put that as the number one item on your registry. 100%. Like, if your you have a registry, your baby doesn't seat. need. <laughs> Just kidding. Obviously. No, like, literally, I would pick that Perry bottle over almost anything. Yeah, literally, same. It was amazing. Because it's upside down, and so you don't have to hold it awkward. It just, it comes out great. It's, it's just, it's, it's so, so good. good. It's so good. It's, so bring Freedom that. Mom, sponsor us, because yes. we literally we love, you. love that thing. But Freedom Mom, everything Freedom Mom's amazing, everything you guys. Free, get the Freedom Mom postpartum kit. It's amazing. If and then, you have a friend that is giving birth, buy you go that. buy her that Freedom Mom kit, and you go it's, drop it off at her freaking doorstep. It's 45 bucks or 40 At Target. Bucks, go at to Target. You're already there. You're I know you're there. there. <laughs> go buy that for your friend. There, we're not friends. You're there. Take out a plant out of your cart and you add that postpartum kit for your friend because she needs that. She needs it. <laughs> she needs it. And maybe get her a pair of adult diapers. Yeah, maybe while you're there. If you can add in $10 because she'll need that too. And a cookie or something. Dude, seriously, those are like... And then the other thing somebody said during labor was chapstick. Oh, this message is so funny, you guys. I have to read this Did too. you screenshot it? I did. It was I'm so dead. funny. Her message says, don't stress. Everything will feel like a dream a year from now. And bring chapstick. <laughs> We were dying at that. That was awesome. I was like, yeah, it definitely will feel like a dream. Also, I do wish I brought chapstick. Yeah. So that was a your good one. Your lips get so chapped and you don't really think about that. But you're, you, they just do because you can't really, especially if you get an epidural, you can't drink water. And so. It I just, just, yeah. In yeah. hospitals, you're just dry. Yep. Also, Jamie's number one tip. Don't bring white pajamas to wear home from the hospital. Oh my gosh. I brought like these really cute little white gray outfit. Well, I, don't, I was first time mom. I had no flipping idea. And literally I bled through them the, the first day in the hospital and it sucked because that was like my PJ set I brought. So I had blood in it first day. <laughs> so bring black or dark gray or dark blue. Don't bring light colors. Pink. No, 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 no don't no. try. Just bring, black. Just bring black. Or you know what? I wore that hospital gown. I know that you didn't, but I, with Payson, I did because I, for what? For birth? After after birth, oh. like I kept my hospital gown on yes. because I was in so much pain. I and they just, had after to, I showered, it was nice. They for had me. to check my hoo ha every yeah, like five seconds, and so I just wore the hospital gown. If you look at any of my pictures postpartum with Payson, 
I am wearing my hospital you are. gown. I know. Because I could not wear something different because yep. I was just, it was, I was in so much pain. Um, but with Pierce, I did bring some cute jammies. I was a lot more prepared with Pierce, but yeah, I just wore like really flowy black pants. Yes. And another thing in postpartum that I did with Navy and I've told like a lot of my friends this is they, they do supply you with a lot of stuff. Most hospitals do anyway. Yeah. And so I would, I if would, you are concerned, call your hospital. They'll yes, tell you. They'll tell you exactly what they'd give you. But I always would like, so they give you like these little tuck pads that you can put oh, inside and those are so relieving. They're so great. But I would like put the, they'd give me one and I'd put it in my like bag and then I'd just say, Hey, can I get another one? And they're so generous and willing. So like they'll give you extras. They'll give you more. Like if they you, gave me so much, they gave me so much. If you're worried that you don't have it at home, like just tell them, Hey, can I get another bag? Like boxer bag or whatever it is of this that mom frida bag c- comes with like a witch hazel spray and a dermaplast and, and they were amazing yes they're amazing and so i think those are like the biggest postpartum things yeah like, my doctor after i gave birth to Payson, the very 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 first thing he said when he was stitching me up he said you're gonna need to go see a pelvic floor physical therapist and luckily my sister is a pelvic floor physical therapist and she helped me so much and our friends are still shocked to this day like they'll always tell us like I have so much pain when I have sex or I pee every time I jump and or that's like a funny like a quote air quote I'm doing air quotes funny mom thing like yeah oh, I, I pee, pee when I yeah. when I jump on a trampoline or when I sneeze or when I laugh it's not normal that, that's not normal it's actually not and pelvic floor physical therapists are amazing amazing find one where you are if you don't find one do a telehealth like, yeah honestly like there's an Instagram page called The Vagina Whisperer, and she's awesome. She does, like, a ton of pelvic floor physical therapy. She, I think she does telehealth. She does telehealth. She shows exercises. She shows all of it and all the steps you should be watching for after birth because, honestly, every mom, even if you had a great birth, you, you should, should get, you probably should get, get it. Yeah, just to help I you I remember heal. when we worked at the clinic with Kat, I would be, like, at the front desk, and there would be, like, patients coming in, and I, like, vividly remember a few of them, like, came in, and they were just, like... Kat is amazing and they would be crying like she changed my life like because as a woman like it's like almost something we're embarrassed about like you know and I remember just like and you shouldn't be you shouldn't be and Kat just like changed these women's lives because she validates them and is like this is okay and it happens to yeah it happens to everybody and there's a fix there's a fix we have to work on it it's not gonna hurt the rest of your life to have sex you're not gonna have to pee your pants or like have incontinence yes either way like you can, you can have a sick, you're not going to have pain. Like, so that was a really big one for me, like was having cat to help me out like pelvic floor wise. And also I did have a fourth degree, but my postpartum recovery was like, it was amazing. It was amazing. Like I was in pain. Don't get me wrong. I was heavily medicated. They gave me medication after my birth because I was in so much pain, um, to like take home and stuff. But I walked in college graduation three days later in heels and a white dress, which was so dumb. <laughs> Don't know how you did that. Don't know how I did that. But I packed up our Rexburg apartment and moved to Arizona two weeks later. And like, I truly felt like that was like such a blessing for me was like it recovering was. a lot faster. But I will say ice packs in my hoo-ha oh were my like life-saving. Yes. I wore ice packs down there for like a solid few weeks. Oh, but with yeah. Pierce, I didn't even use a single ice pack. Yeah. Because it was just so different for yep. me that like, I was like, okay, I don't even need them because yes. I had endured Payson's. It was so much worse. Yep. And it was like, ice packs were amazing. If you need ice packs for your hoo-ha, get diapers. Get newborn size baby diapers. Look it up on YouTube. I bet you can yeah. find a YouTube video. And like Sonic Ice or small Nugget Ice. And you open up that diaper. Yeah. Look and up you a YouTube sh- video. Yeah. You just shove it in. Me and Jamie made like, dude, we made like 50 before I gave birth to Payson and yep. I had to make more. Yeah. 
Freezer amazing. meals. That's a really good idea. Yes. We went, we made a ton meals. of freezer meals before we gave birth to both our kids. And Which that nice, was like, I awesome. Mean, depending where you live, but I feel like we always get meals from neighbors or our yeah. church or our family the first couple of days. But it's like, once your baby's two weeks old, people kind of forget about you. Even a week old, Even honestly. Even a week, they're like, all right, it's over. It's old news. And yeah. so, but it's, you're still like in yep. the baby full on newborn phase. And so yep. it's really nice to just have that meal in your freezer, pop it in. It's great for you and your family. And so I loved having that. And also speaking of postpartum, postpartum pooping. Oh man. Nobody tells, t- should tells we you, talk about that? Nobody tells you about the first time. And I'm telling you right now, it hurts. I had Miralax. I I, I mean, yeah, they give you stool softeners. That's part of the prescriptions they give you, but it's, it still hurts. It you're just, your body just pushed out a baby. And so you're pushing now is just when I was like toy stitched up. I was so terrified of my stitches ripping. Like, well, yeah. And I remember with Navy at the hospital, I had to, they made me go before I came home. Oh, I didn't. They didn't at this in Arizona though. They didn't make me, which I was, they made me like go pee, but I was so happy that they didn't because I was like, I don't want to push. Like I'm not ready. And I got hemorrhoids really bad with Navy, which Rossi, not Navy. Oh, sorry. With Rossi. And those hurt so bad. Luckily they gave me some cream, but I had no idea what those were. That's just like, it's like blood vessels that burst when you go number two. Yeah. Because you're pushing and your body is strained from pushing out a baby. And Rossi was low for so long. Like I believe that. Yeah. And so that first poop's not good. No. First time having sex is a little rough. Yeah. A little rocky. A little rocky there. Six weeks. Don't don't do it at six weeks if you don't want to. Oh, I waited eight. Yeah. Wait till you want to do it. You don't. guys, at my six week checkup, so I moved home when Payson was two weeks old. Mm-hmm. So I was back here. I had to find a new OB to go to to like check out my stitches after I like was six weeks postpartum. I went and saw him at eight weeks because he wouldn't get me until he couldn't get me until eight weeks. Yes. So I went and saw him. I brought Jamie because I was so nervous. I didn't even look at a mirror down there. No. I was I was terrified. terrified. So I go into his office. We chat. You know, he asked me all the basic questions. And he's like, okay, so we good? And I was like, um. Are you going to check me? I, I hated ch- him. He was not he was very nice. He was the worst doctor Jamie, I didn't seen. even say it. You said it. I was like, so are you going to check her down there? He's like, do you want me to? And I was like, yeah, but like, I'm so grateful I brought you because he just didn't even give didn't a crap. He didn't even care or because he didn't deliver you. So he had no idea. Like, And I was like, um, I've been waiting for two full months for someone to look at my hoo-ha and tell me that I can like... Make sure I'm like normal. I'm normal. And he checked and everything was great and it was fine. But I remember being like, what? why would you not check? Like, like wh- who are you? Who are you? I did not go back to him. Nope. nope. Goodbye. Goodbye. Did not go back to him. And I no. went to a new OB and I literally loved him so much. Yes. And so I feel like, I don't know, those are some really good postpartum. A couple extra like little birth in the labor and delivery room that people said to bring that like, obviously there's tons of lists, but these were like the one-off things that were yes. good. It was like your own pillow or blanket. I brought my own pillow because I am a pillow snob. I brought my own blanket. Yes. I'm not a pillow snob. With a I always sleep with a blankie. And so we brought that. Lots of snacks. Because oh man, lots of snacks. You don't get snacks and your husband, um, a long phone charger. I brought one off of Amazon. It was 10 foot for literally $5. Yeah. Same. I bought three. Yeah. So it's nice to have that. That was like a game changer. And then this one I loved. I'm going to do this next time. A sound machine. I wish. They, why did I not bring a sound freaking machine? Freaking postpartum. They come in every like hour in the middle of the night or whatever. And they wake up your baby every single time. Yeah. It would be so nice to have a sound machine in wake there. Wake me up too. And wake me up. And, and like DJ. walking past the hallway. Yeah. Like, no, I wish I would have had a sound machine. And then the other one, which was good, which I did this 
for Rossi's birth was to bring Advil or ibuprofen or whatever for It's your funny because, because I brought I brought some for DJ this time because yes. I remember him like he needed ibuprofen during my birth with Payson. Yep. And I'm so glad I brought it. Because they won't give the dad any medication. No, and he they're like, not a patient. And he's not he's like dehydrated. Yeah. Because he hasn't drank water. He hasn't eaten. He's he's, he's strained. Right yeah. So that was a I really liked that one. Yeah. No, I love those. Those were like some really good ones that Do you want to tell people what they don't need? What your mom made fun of me for for years. <laughs> okay, and now this is more common. And so I feel like I'm less dumb for thinking this. I remember. So Kenzie really wanted to bring twinkly lights. Not twinkly lights, just you, like you Christmas said- lights. Okay, like, okay. Because I saw some people do it online and it was like soft lights instead of like yes. harsh hospital, hospital lights. Light. But they do dim them. You didn't know that. I didn't know. And like, I feel like a lot of people bring I them I feel like now. a lot of people. And if you brought them, it's... I don't think you're stupid. We just laughed at Kenzie because it was so oh, funny. Because my mom made my we, mom still well, makes because fun of me. we asked like we didn't let Kenzie say anything. We asked her labor and delivery nurse. We're like, what's the craziest thing that people bring in here? And she was like, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to offend anybody. And we're like, no, just tell us. And she was like, honestly, some people bring this whole setup. They bring lights. They bring they bring like these plug-in lights. They bring twinkle lights. They like they bring. Uh, a diffuser and the essential oil. She's like, it's just so extra. And me and my mom just started busting out laughing. But I, it made sense. No, it, it makes Now that sense. I've given, I mean, I gave birth then, but I was like, I did it without it. You're fine. But now I'm like, okay, I get it. Like you really want that calming yes. presence and vibe in the room. So I don't think it's stupid, but mom, I just, mom still thinks I was I so dumb. It was really funny that, that the, the nurse, nurse also was that. like, oh yeah, that was really stupid. Like, I'm like, like, oh, extra thing you could do. Just bring a damn nightlight, Kenzie. <laughs> Bring Payson's Minnie Mouse nightlight. So funny. So anything else you want to add about birth? I don't, I think we hit everything. I know. If we didn't hit everything, we'll do a part two because I still feel like I can talk about birth. Oh, I did want to give a little shout out to NICU moms. Oh, because NICU moms. Obviously, I have never had to do that. I've got to come home with my babies, but I have a special place in my heart. If you have to leave that hospital and your baby's still there. I just, I, I love you guys. I literally, I can't imagine. Like it. You're a freaking rock star. Makes me want to cry. Because I just literally can't imagine that so I just wanted to say that because I know that that makes your hospital experience a lot different too if you don't get to have your baby with you 100% I mean I was in the PICU only for a week with Kierce which was the PICU not the NICU so it was when he was like four months old and I remember walking out and like seeing other babies leave and like I didn't leave with Pierce like me and DJ were just swapping and I remember thinking like this is the worst thing a mom can go through and it's like NICU moms have to go through that every day. That's literally what they go through. And it, leaving that hospital without a baby. It shatters in your my heart because oh, it would be I, really hard. I always think about people that have to do that. And I would just, I love you guys. You're special. You're special. You are. You're amazing because obviously you have got to do what you got to do for your baby, but that would be really hard. So I we love you and we love it. our listeners. You guys are awesome. Don't forget about, I know this episode's probably longer, but don't forget about our little rate and review thing that we're yes. going to do this week. Wait, before we leave, Jamie, do you want to remind everybody what the challenge was this week? That way they can go and do it. Yes. The challenge was, or the question is, is to go in and leave us a review. And on the review, share with us your day in the life as a mom with only emojis. Okay. Awesome. We will choose some winners next week and we'll read them on here as well. Yes. So thanks so much for joining us on the Codependent Podcast. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends.
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.